Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my lovable friend who loves to dress up and tell stories as a dog. Frank, how are you today? I'm dressed up as a dog. Apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, you're a human, so I had to go in reverse yeah, instead sure, of a dog sure. dressing as a human. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. Yes. So today we'll be talking about uh, the Hound of the Baskervilles, and I will be playing the Hound. Right. Exactly. Yes. You know, the the Hound was an actual Hound, though. It mm-hmm. wasn't. Yes, that wasn't a like a. The hound. Oh, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. Hound of the Baskervilles. What a, that's a good one. Mm. We'll come back to that. Mm. Um so, Frank, we're here on a very special Halloween-themed episode. Spooky. Um, as we do it. Spooky. Spooky. Scary. <laughs> Boys becoming dogs. Dogs becoming men. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Oh, man. If anyone uh, hasn't seen the 30 Rock uh, bit we're referencing, werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky. Scary. Uh, <laughs> Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. It is delightful, and I will try to find a link and uh, and put it in the show notes because it's just too funny. It's just a very very funny. Bit. I think Werewolf Bar Mitzvah plays in my head. I would say once a month, maybe around the full moon. Nice. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but nice. yeah, it, it's it's constant. It's like lingering up there all the time. But. Uh, um, but anyway, Frank, uh, we're here uh, with Halloween-themed beers before we talk about our Halloween-themed topic. Yes. So what is what is your beer today? So um, my beer, it's actually a cider, and it is a, a seasonal oh. cider that um, you can get here at Far From the Tree uh, uh, Cider, Cidery, Cider House, um, only in, in uh, the fall, only I think only in October. And I want to show you how beautiful this can is, first of all. Um, this beautiful oh, design. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it's called Ectoplasm. And cool. it is, uh, you know... Ghostly Spectoro yes, Ectoplasm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so they brew this up every every year. You can get it at their tasting room. Um, it's very hard to, to get. Like, it's, it's very limited quantities because it, it sells out so fast. But I managed to get a couple of, couple of four-packs of it this year. It is carbonated apple cider... With green peppers, jalapenos, and kiwi, so it's a little spicy. It's sweet and spicy. <gasps> and Whoa. I'm just now noticing that it is six point six six ABV, six 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 ABV. <laughs> and I haven't opened it. I wonder yet. if that's true. Like I how know, right? true that is, is like, to the actual? Is it really seven or like how how you know? So uh, 
Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do a little stunt here because I want Tim. I want you to see uh, as I pour it. So I want you to, okay. if you could, describe to folks um, its appearance as I okay. pour it. Sure. Um, his shirt is plaid, and no, what is it? Oh, it's green. <gasps> oh, that it looks like a potion. It's like neon. Wow, green. that is really green. That is like neon kiwi green. That's yes. probably where some of the kiwi comes from. I, I assume. Um, that. That is like liquid kryptonite. Yeah, is what that looks it, like. It does. I mean, it's called ectoplasm, so it's got the uh, it's got the Ghostbusters thing going on there. And uh, yeah, it looked. Yeah, whoa. it's and the the um, uh, I tell you, the jalapenos are Sli- slime, it slimer, is. slimy. Yeah, Sli- yeah, slimo. Yeah, yeah. It looks like whoa. That is cool. Yeah, is it good so, though? It's really good. It's really good. If you if you like jalapenos, oh, okay, it's, it's spicy. It's you got the green pepper, you got the jalapeno, you got the kiwi and the apple, so it's, a, it's sweet and spicy. Definitely, you feel the the bite on your tongue, but um, but I like that. So yeah, it's very good. I only I only um, I mean I only have it once a year when they when they have it out. So I I tried to mm. enjoy it this year and um, yeah. So this is I saved my last one for Halloween so we could have this this conversation. Wow, I so am. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I. I'm so very rarely jealous of the drink that you have. Like I'll think, like, oh, that sounds really good, or that's a cool can. I do want to try that. I'm legitimately jealous of what you're drinking right now. Like <laughs> I right. wish that was my drink. Well, next time that, that might it's like a top five drinks you've ever had. That wow. is so cool. Yeah, I mean, I've never, you know, do it's you just like so spicy different. Stuff? Do you like jalapenos? Is I that, do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, and so I'm. Wow, I'm all for that. That's very cool. Very cool. Puts mine to shame. Uh oh. Not really. Mine's actually mine's delicious. Uh, I am drinking a Lunar Harvest Pumpkin Ale from Ghostfish Brewing Company. Ooh. Um, they are they're out in Seattle actually. Oh. Uh, so this is this is from the far west. Um, for us, this is the last rays of summer twilight give way to crisp fall night, and a ghostly white glow peers through the clouds. Is it the moon? No, it's the Great White Gourd, heralding the arrival of our pumpkin beer. This Belgian-style ale is gold in color, malt-forward and brimming with fall spices, paradoxically both warming and refreshing, both enjoyed with the first frost. So it's a little bit, It's a, the can is also cool if you want to talk cool um, Ooh, art. Ooh, that's beautiful. It is literally like the great pumpkin rising mm-hmm. out of the pumpkin patch. Um, you know, like, so... Um, yeah, it's great. I waited up all night. For, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Lunar Harvest Pumpkin Ale. I've never had it before. This was like a whim. Like, like I'm gonna. I need a pumpkin. I need a pumpkin beer. And this was legitimately the first one I saw. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'll, I'll try that. And it's really good. Nice. For you know, because everybody does. Everyone does. Everyone does a pumpkin. So sure. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, um, did not. I was not familiar with Ghostfish. I'm, I don't. I don't know. Um, I guess there's a, a a lot of West Coast breweries that are not really on my radar, um, and that one that mm. one sounds delightful. And that's, that's be- that is it's not on the game. radar because it's a ghost. Ooh. Yeah, it's a ghost. Um, it's got a real cinnamon kick to it. Oh. Um, so it actually kind of tastes like without having the cinnamon rim, it feels like I'm drinking it sure. with a rim. That's um, which is great because sometimes pumpkin can really settle in your stomach and just linger like a heavy gourd, you know? So, yeah, yeah. um, 
by definition. Yeah, so this is this yeah, by definition it is a gourd. So mm. that's that's gorgeous. Oh, that's delicious. I'm I'm quite happy with my purchase. That's really good. Well, hey, cheers. Really to that. big shoes. Really big. big shoes. Um yeah, oh, there's a scarecrow on it too. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Frank, uh here. So um anyway, we're here to talk about Frank's pet peeve animals dressed as humans. Um <laughs> and <laughs> um no, Frank, I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with my wife, as one is prone to do when married, and um, we were talking about Wishbone episodes, um, you know, Wishbone and the Lovable Dog, PBS, just like, just like humans to tell stories from literature, and um, we, we were talking about, like, what to watch over Halloween, whatever else, and she had mentioned the Sleepy Hollow episode of Wishbone, and I had never seen it. And I, for oh, some reason, wow, it had really? like passed me by. I think, yeah, I had really no memory of it, and it was the whole thing was on YouTube, and so I was like, so we watched it like right then and there. We were like, gotta like gotta watch this right now, um, and so then I told you, and you were like, hey, I want to do that too. So here we are. So it's been about two weeks since I've watched it. I would say so. Some 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 things might be a little hazy sure. in my my mem- my memory. But uh, what did you think? You had watched it before? I had watched it before. I remember watching it probably the night it first aired. Um, and then I think that they showed it at Halloween for a couple of years after that as well. So I'd seen it a few times mm-hmm. um, on, okay. on TV, but not in over 20 years, um, probably. So so it's been a good long while since I saw it. And it's, it's remarkable how much of it still felt familiar um, and how much of it, <laughs> like... It, just when you see, even if you've seen a movie two or three times and then you watch it again 10, 20 years later, it is funny how moments will sort of jump out at you and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember the, the crazy fortune teller lady doing her whole spiel in her tent. And like, I remember the little little pumpkins that they, that, that all the little messages uh, in the scavenger hunt came from. Oh, I remember all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it was just memories flooding back from 1998 or whatever the year this was. Um, I think it me, was 98, yeah. maybe 99. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. You know, the fortune teller lady was Wanda. Mm. Like, I don't know if you. Yeah. I, okay. I, I don't remember Wanda, to be honest. I don't remember a lot of things about the, the show. Um, ah, surprising okay. amount of the I, you know, like I, I, I remember things as I saw them. So I was like, oh, right. Joe, Joe Talbot. And his, oh, I remember his mom. And oh, I remember the friends. And I remember, you know, like things were coming up to me mm-hmm. as I saw but I was like they said Wanda like I should know who that is I guess it's like a neighbor but I didn't really remember she was the neighbor okay. Wishbone loved digging in her yard and she'd be like Aww. stay away from my flowers you know blah 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 okay okay yeah she was like the kooky lady next door because she was a gardener you know like right. so right. yeah yeah so yeah and then of course you know the you know the there's always the parallel story so whatever's yes. happening in Joe's life or somebody's life on the show Wishbone can connect it tentatively mm-hmm. to um a, a famous work of literature and this one is the legend of sleepy hollow which is one of my all-time favorite st- i would say it's all one of my all-time favorite stories really? i wouldn't even just say uh, yeah i wouldn't even just say it's one of my favorite spooky stories or tell, scary tell me, have stories you taught this have you taught this story tell me I did. Oh, well, you asked the dangerous question, Frank. Did I teach this story? <laughs> well, Frank, let me let me regale you with the story of Sleepy Hollow in case you are unfamiliar. So you have this. So it was written by Washington Irving, and Irving is responsible for really like this for the first real wave of American fiction. 
romantic fiction uh in the in the romantic era and so um you know because before this you your uh, america is still a, a british colony and then they're at war and they don't have time to write fiction because there is a war on you know we just got letters that's all we have time for letters and, and cannonballs so um so so washington irving is kind of the in the first wave of writers that um starts to to kind of define what it is to be American within writing, which is, you know, which is, um, which is so funny because when you read his stuff, a lot of it is, it's in the romantic era. So a lot of it has to deal with nature and in some part, the supernatural, which is funny because like, if you go from Puritans to colonialists to romanticism, like you're like, like you're basically following the trajectory of, kill all the witches mm. and then like we don't have time for witches there's a war on and then you finally get to the first americana writing which is really like spooky scary Ooh. um witches are back it's okay to think that they're not real but they're real like that's kind of irving's take on stuff sure. and so so he sets so he sets the story of sleepy hollow in sleepy hollow which then was known as Terrytown, which is still a place you can go visit you oh, can yes. actually go visit my my cousin's husband actually works in Terrytown. he works in sleepy hollow nice. which is like to me the coolest thing because <laughs> like i love that stupid town even though like um you know, like the Salem police officers have, like all the municipal stuff has, like the witch, the witch on yeah. it. Like all the, all the, they renamed the Terrytown Sleepy Hollow in honor of the story a, a while back, but, um, or a part of the town. But, uh, but all the municipal stuff has the Headless Horseman on it. I love um, that. I love when they, they embrace that stuff. I, me too. Every town, we were just talking about this a, a couple of days ago, but like every, when, it, when a town has the thing, they embrace it. Like it is, it is a thing. Like that's what we have, and sometimes it works out better than others. Yeah, um, yeah. it's always good when literature comes from that town. You know, that's like they true. have something to really grasp that's from there. True. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, um, so anyway, so the story of Sleepy Hollow is about this school teacher who is not from Sleepy Hollow, which is kind of like Dutch settlers, a lot of Dutch settlers, and um, and so he like comes into sleepy hollow which is like on the hudson and he is a pretty mediocre school teacher and he loves going over to people's houses and having them feed him food that's like his big thing he is like he's like a pretty good he's like an okay teacher um he loves taking advantage of people being like oh ichabod you must come over like you're you teach my child so i'm going to feed you dinner and he's like okay um and that's and he sleeps in the schoolhouse he like sleeps under his desk mm. um as all teachers do, and right, that's, um, that's you're coming and, to us live from under your desk right now. Yes, I am. I don't yes. know why I'm under it because I'm not asleep, but you know it's nice here. It's cozy. Yeah. So, um, so then his other big thing is he likes scary stories. He likes he likes to read about witches and ghosts and specters and demons and the, all this stuff. And so he like, but he's timid, so he scares himself, and so basically he falls in love with this girl, Katrina, uh, um, Katrina Van Tassel who's rich and doesn't notice anybody or do care or anything else, but he he's attracted to her and tries to woo her and, like, get her attention, but then this, like, Gaston-esque type figure, Brom Bones, is also vying for her attention. And, like, they kind of go back and forth in, like, like trying to gain the upper hand with really no thought to uh, her. Uh, and yeah, really. She's, she's just a... Uh, 
a prize to be won, and she's not like a person. That's right. Great. Yeah. Um, I said Gaston esque, and you said uh, a prize to be won, which is a um, uh, yeah, that's a reference. That is a Jasmine line. It's not a Bell line. Oh, yeah. I am not a prize to be won. I I had it when she was kicking Gaston out of the, her house, but I mixed it up with with Aladdin. So did I. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, so there's a big Halloween, this is a big party, and they, like, tell the story of the Headless Horseman, who was allegedly a, a Hessian soldier, so he was a German mercenary in World War, uh, World War I, <laughs> in, <laughs> the um, in, in the Revolutionary War, um, fought for the British, and um, his head was taken off by a cannonball, and he was buried in the woods, and so he rises as the ghost of the Headless Horseman, searching for his head. That's the story, um, that he haunts those woods. And so basically at the end of the story, Ichabod is attacked by the Headless Horseman um, on his way home after a party, and he disappeared. He's never seen again. We have no idea what happened to him. Um, but every time that um, every time that it's mentioned, Brom Bones tends to laugh. And so we're left with the impression that the, the Headless Horseman is not real, but Brom Bones um, dressed up as a Headless Horseman and potentially murdered Ichabod all for the love of Katrina Van Tassel. It's a great story. Scandalous. It's scandalous. It is scandalous. So, so it is. So of course, so Wishbone takes this story and applies it to Joe and his ragtag team. And Joe is Ichabod in this situation, right? So Joe like is in a weird way, timid of Halloween. He's like, he's superstitious, which is yes. all, which is what Ichabod is. That's kind of where they, they tie the connection. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so what's up with Joe in this episode? Yeah, so so Joe's having uh he's being very superstitious. We we see him, you know, he's he's wearing his lucky gym socks everywhere for some reason, not just at practice, but apparently after practice too, and everyone's like, dude, your feet smell and he's like, Oh, it's my lucky socks and they're like, That's nice, you're not at practice anymore. Um, there's that yep. and then there's he a black cat crosses his path and it ruins his whole day, apparently. Um, all these superstition things, and so he and he he says that he's always had bad luck on Halloween. So maybe I just should stay in tonight. But his friends encourage him to come out and come out to uh, the the new like sports. The, 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 okay, so there's like this new sports store that he checks out, right? This it's new like, a like athletic good store. store, but it's also an arcade. Sure, yeah, why not? It's a small town; they can be whatever they want. You got to combine things. But I thought it was funny. He's like, I got to go check out this new sports store, this new sporting goods store. And then the owner of the store is like, every year we do this like scav- Halloween scavenger hunt. And I'm like, but you're a new store. You're a new store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so they, I'm they confused as to the timeline. <laughs> yeah. I'm confused yeah. about. Yeah. Can you. Here's a, here's like here's a calendar. Can you explain to me here? Like, where? how does this work? Um but yeah, they 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 have the the big Halloween scavenger hunt, and um, Joe and and crew with Wishbone in tow go to try to to win the grand prize, which is a gift card to the store, and um, the uh, the bully which is in town. Genius marketing, genius, like, marketing. really, like it's genius. It's like it's a, also, whoever actually wrote the episode should go into marketing. Well, but it's also like, will will people will people go through all jump through all those hoops and like solve these actually pretty challenging because <laughs> for... it's an athletic because it's an athletic store. I get it. Jump through some hoops. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I get what you're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, like would people actually go to all that effort to for a hundred dollar gift certificate? I mean, I guess if you're like a twelve year old kid, maybe you would. 
I mean, but, I mean, it's effort. also a fun. It's also a fun night. It's also a fun night out. I mean, it's not just like that's true. You know, that's like true. it's also the the fun of dressing up and doing the scavenger hunt and all that stuff. So, like, let's say the gift card to was like a hundred bucks to an Apple store or to a comic book store or to something like that. Like, yeah, I do that. Like, sure, why not? I guess it's I a would. fun night I out. I Plus, would. I would spend money on something that I would enjoy. Would I do it for Dick's yeah. Sporting Good a hundred bucks? No, probably no. not. No. no. But yeah, for for something that I actually enjoy, yeah, you're right. Um, especially if you like if you like puzzles and riddles and that kind of stuff, which which they had to solve. So, um, yeah, it's actually kind of um, the whole episode. Is, that's basically the framing device, right? Is that they're they're solving this this um, puzzle, and there's there's like a bully kid who's sort of the brom bones, I guess, um, of the uh, of of the situation, who is like following them and, and cheating off of their off of their work to try to uh, beat them at, at winning the uh, the grand prize and uh, and wishbone is uh, just keeps I, I was struck by the transitions from from real life back to Sleepy Hollow and how he'd, he'd be like wow that's certainly a surprise sort of like how Ichabod was surprised when and then, then we'd you know fade yep. fade back to Sleepy Hollow and keep going with that story and i was really like wow they really some of these are really clumsy segues and i love it <laughs> yeah you know it's funny that it's funny that you say because like i think the story of the scavenger hunt is fine i think the retelling of sleepy hollow is one of wishbone's best yeah because it's one pretty, CB was pretty good it's it's good it's actually one it's like weirdly accurate like and they never like deviated a lot on wishbone they did a really condensed version but this one was like it's the whole story one it's a, it's a long episode it's, it's like 50 minutes but um but in, in sleepy hollow is not a long story it's a short it's just a short story right so so there's like material to work with when you have time but um, I just couldn't get over. It. I'm like, this is legitimately this is a good adaptation of Sleepy Hollow. If you cut out all the stuff with Joe and the scavenger hunt, like there's nothing in this episode of Sleepy Hollow that I that I was uh, I was like, ew, no, that's not ha- that's not how things happen, or no, that's not incorrect. Pretty, it's pretty faithful all right. retelling of the story. Yeah, except that it's a dog instead of a human, uh, right. you know. But that's the kind of stuff that I love because people are like, "Oh, Ichabod, I just love you so much." It's just this cute little dog. Like I just like it's just the the novelty of like the the actors who are in the literature portion of the show don't get the credit that they deserve to act opposite a dog. That's true. That's true. That that cannot be easy. I I did uh, I did find it really funny. Marissa and I watched it together, and because uh, and we we had both seen it when we were kids, so it was a fun a fun reliving of it. And um, I they were um, they were uh, I guess those those older folks who were telling the legend of the telling Brom Bones the the legend of the the headless horseman. And oh, do you think he'll he'll come out tonight and and all of that uh those those two older folks were like literally scratching wishbone like under his ear and like under his chin and so it's kind of funny because i'm sort of like you guys all see he's a dog right like everyone you're scratching his chin like you wouldn't do that if he was a man you wouldn't scratch ichabod's ear if he was a man would love no one i would actually love like people to redo the wishbone episodes, but wishbone is a person and like have them react to the way that they react to the dog, but just like, but just superimpose a human in, in instead. Yeah. 
I think so. They're just like scratching under like a human's chin. That's what it's going to be when oh. I play when I play a dog in the in in my retelling of this. They're going to treat. I'm going to look like a man, and they're going to treat me like a dog because I'm playing a dog. That's so. right. That's right. So I can just. It's all just an excuse. I'm like you, dog. You. Hey. That's yes. Yeah, someone's going to throw that line in there. You know, to get people to really make sure they walk out of the theater halfway yes. through. That's yes. Yeah. yes. Just to make sure to make sure no one sticks around. No, no one's going to stick around. Um, this is not super related to Sleepy Hollow episode, but are you excited that they, they're making a, a Wishbone movie as a yes, Wishbone fan? I forgot about this. Yeah, I am. Um, very curious about how they're going to handle it, but but definitely happy about it because I think, I think Wishbone's great. I think it's fantastic. I forgot that at the end of every episode it was always like, go to your local library like it was basically mm-hmm. this one was a long episode it was like an hour but you know typically it was a half hour commercial to go to the library and i just loved that. yeah you know and arthur was too in, in a lot of ways um yeah but, one of their favorite hangout spots was the library and having fun yeah. isn't hard when you've got a library card as we learned from arthur <laughs> but um yeah like i love that it was essentially just hey kids go to the library libraries are great like go read this book, go read other books like it, and enjoy yourself. Um, what a great thing! And so, yeah, I love I love the idea of there being a movie, and I, you know, I don't know if that will be the message of it necessarily, or if it's just going to be more of a nostalgia play for millennials who remember um, a Jack Russell Terrier who read them classics. But either way, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. And maybe maybe it won't plug the library as much uh, as the show did, but I mean. Wishbone is responsible for getting people to read. I mean, I think my first exposure to tons of stories that was through Wishbone, like stuff that like really has resonated with me. I re- I remember the Wishbone. If you talk like specifically Halloween versions, like I remember the um, Phantom of the Opera and yep. Jekyll and Hyde. And what was the one that you mentioned at the Oh Hound of Baskervilles? Wishbone, Baskervilles? like those are like. Those are the, some fir- really first introductions to some very famous stories that I have gone back to, like actually read the real thing, yeah. um, and and truthfully, sometimes I haven't, and I just like the wishbone version. That's it. Yeah. I was going to say for me, it's much more often the case. There are definitely some, the Baskervilles is, is one that comes to mind. Robin Hood. Um, um, there were a bunch that I then later in life read them, but there's many more that I saw the episode as a kid, and that is my understanding of that story. You know, like mm-hmm. Faust. I've never read Faust, but I know the basic story of Faust. When people say, oh, he made a Faustian bargain, I think of Wishbone. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they did Faust, actually. It's a good episode uh, now that I remember. But there's even, um, uh, shoot, you said Faust. Prince I had Don Quixote in my mind, but I have read that. Oh, Prince they did the Don Quixote, yeah. Yeah, they did Three Musketeers. That was my first introduction yeah. to Three Musketeers. Um, I'm trying to think of one that I oh Ivanhoe. I remember I remember them doing Ivanhoe because I knew after I found out afterwards because I was like, "What's Ivanhoe?" And I had one of those great illustrated classics, you know, those like white oh, the yeah. white bound hardcovers that Robin Hood showed up in Ivanhoe. And that blew my mind as a kid because that's basically like a cro- that's a crossover wow. that I didn't know existed. Like, what is that? Like, Robin Hood and Ivanhoe are in the same. And I remember being disappointed that Robin Hood wasn't in the whole story. And I <laughs> like, I, 
Oh, good. Se- yeah, Wishbone is just is something that it the the night the super nineties kid stuff doesn't um doesn't translate exactly right well today just because it's just because it's so very clearly the 90s um but i think the general thrust of the message for a younger audience is still works yes yes yeah yeah, i think so yeah you're right it it doesn't it's very there's a lot of stuff that's very much of its time and the fashion and the um even just the way people relate to each other talk to each other is very like of its time but if you can put that aside um the at least the you know if you redid the Joe Talbot, the, the the framing device for the story, and kept mm-hmm. the actual Sleepy Hollow pieces exactly the same, it would it would work. It it could still work today. You could just modernize the the you know the present quote unquote present day stuff. I'm doing air quotes, quote unquote present day stuff. Modernize that and leave the storytelling the same, and I think it would totally work for for modern day PBS. Yep, I think so too. Well, Frank, I think that's a a, a good a good place to end it, um, because uh, well, we're out of time. So, Frank, where can the people find us? Yeah, you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com. dot um, From from there, you can actually find everything else uh, that you might be looking for. Because uh, from from beerwithgeeks.com, you can find a link to uh, Thought Bubble Audio, where where all of our other shows uh, are. That's our network. That all, all of these shows are under that umbrella. You can contact us there um, at BeerWithGeeks.com or email us at BeerWithGeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on um, Twitter at BeerWithGeeks. You can find links to subscribe to the show uh, everywhere podcasts are found, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Castro or Overcast or Pocket Cast or Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn. You get it. We're everywhere. Um, and you can also find a link to donate at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio um, and, and help us keep these shows going, keep the lights on, and pay for all the various costs that uh, that go with uh, putting on a bunch of podcasts. So BeerWithGeeks.com is the place for all of that. You'll find links to all those things there at the site. So please take a look at that. And, uh, you know, while you're there, you'll see the show notes where we make a point of throwing in links to all the significant things we talk about um, during these episodes. We name the beers that we drink and, and we have links out to the various uh, Wikipedia articles and YouTube videos and everything that you might want to um, check out after after listening to us. So BeerWithGeeks.com is sort of the hub for all the information you might need. Was well said, Frank. Um, so uh, this was great. So until next time, cheers. cheers. Spooky. Scary.